1: Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from a different bunker. I decided that I needed a vacation, just a short trip to visit some friends. Folks, I got to tell you, you know, this week, like every week in America, is becoming increasingly pressurized, I guess is the best word. Um, to use, meaning that I feel like we are all just being churned right? You you know, you know, when they tell you, uh, to stay out of the water at the beach, because you know, there's a rip tie, there's rip currents that are coming through. That's what I think is the perfect analogy for America right now. Seemingly the water looks good. You're at the beach. And then the next thing that, you know, you're being sucked under and don't have the strength to be able to swim back to shore. I feel like we are all caught in this rip current. Um, New reporting has come out, (laughs) uh, came out yesterday in the Washington post that I got to tell you, I started reading it and it was just like, I just want to throw everything out. I want to throw the fucking paper out. I want to throw the country out and I just want to start over. But new reporting comes out because of course folks are getting ready to write a book. But in the Washington post, there's an article talking about, the cowardice of the Republican party, particularly Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy following the insurrection. So let me give you the, you know, the, the cliff notes on, on this story. So as it turns out, and, and we all know this, because if you remember, uh, a few days after the insurrection, if you even remember that the vote that took place, Um, once they cleared those thugs and fascists, uh, and domestic terrorists out of the Capitol building, that the vote, um, was restored, uh, to certify Joe Biden's win. Right. And at that time, Mitch McConnell, along with a handful of Republicans gave a, you know, good talking to to Donald Trump and to say that this is not who we are. This isn't what this country is about, blah, 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 blah. And much, uh, like you, I thought that the insurrection, um, was going to be an extraordinary turning point. I thought that after four years under Donald Trump, that would culminate in the, you know, uh, destruction of our Capitol building officers being, um, beaten, uh, a woman being, uh, killed that this was going to be a reckoning, a collective reckoning about who we were. And what this article in the Washington post laid out is that Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy wanted Donald Trump to resign, wanted the impeachment to happen, uh, wanted it to make clear that Donald Trump was not going to be able to run for office again, and that they wanted to rid him of the party, rid him from the party. But then, because these people are beholden to their racist, rabid base, and they saw that their response, no thanks, uh, to Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, um and qAnon for painting the insurrection as if it was you know just your regular tourist visit just your regular demonstration that ends up with thousands of people breaking into the capitol building stealing from members of com- of congress and defecating in our halls of democracy But because they got that intel, right, from media who was not covering this, their media, right-wing media, wasn't covering this as a gasp, as a, oh my God, what have we done, right, as we all thought that they would. Well, McConnell and McCarthy do what they do best with their spinelessness, which is recognize that Donald Trump... Held all the cards, held all the power, and had power over the base. And that the base wanted this. They want mayhem. They want violence, right? I look around. Um, I gotta tell you, quick, quick side note. Uh, I am out in Maryland, and um there are Trumps (laughs) Trump fucking flags all over here, and one of these flags isn't just, it's not enough to just have the name Trump on it. It also said, like, wouldn't you like to take away my gun? F you. It's, it's the arrogance. It's the obnoxiousness. It is the self-aggrandizing. It's just disgusting really what it is. And it's just wrapped in white male fragility, Right. Um, the need to carry this big gun so that I can say that I'm a man, right? Just like fucking Tucker Carlson and his tanning testicles. Like that's what masculinity looks like, that and eating raw eggs. Their, 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 their idea of, of masculinity and of power is so fucking cartoonish, right? Um, it is clear that these people don't know themselves. They don't care to know themselves or society or anything right? It's my way or the highway. It's as if they all just stayed in, in, in their toddler phase, right? Um, but nonetheless, let me not insult toddlers, but the reality coming out of this reporting, uh, in, in the post is basically that there was a moment, right? And it was brief, apparently, maybe it lasted less than 24 hours, Where Republicans, you know, if they actually had a real leader and didn't just have a bunch of sycophants that were going to leech on to power, regardless of if it was toxic, if it was dangerous, if it was violent, um, but they want power above all else. So there was an opportunity for Kevin McCarthy to rally, right. Uh, to have the votes whipped in, um, the house right, for Republicans, because in order to impeach Donald Trump, you needed 17 Republicans, right? There was an opportunity for that vote not to happen along party lines, for McCarthy and McConnell to say that for the longevity and the health of the Republican Party, and for us not to be aligned, uh, with domestic terrorists and violence, and for this to be the lasting impression of this administration, we need to rid ourselves of Donald Trump. And we will get on Fox news. We will call up these folks like there could have been right. Um, the opportunity to do what was right, but Republicans don't give a fuck at the end of the day about doing anything that is right. They do what is about power. And this is what I have recognized, you know, over, not just the past week, because there have just been so many low points. And I think that that's the problem too, is that when a story like this comes out and then you see the about face that these spineless cowards took, right? When they could have put country ahead of party, when they could have collectively condemned what they, what happened when they could have said, you know what? No, we need a one-six commission to investigate this because this is not who our party is, right? Um, but they decided not to because they realized that Donald Trump was still powerful, that his supporters still had his back and that they were going to go and take this, stop the steal over the cliff. Um, and as far as they were gonna go, Donald Trump could continue saying that the election was stolen so that he could continue his $100 million grip from these fucking idiots, right? that he calls his base. And so it just, you know, what I realize as I continue to just I don't know, folks, believe that we can make it through this darkness, this this ugly ugly side of America that we can get to the other side. I hear stories like this and I'm just like, no, I think that the American project is done. And that's kind of where I am ending this week in the feeling that I'm having. And I'm trying really desperately not to marinate in it, not to marinate in the misery. I'm really trying desperately to seek my own joy, which is why I decided to leave town, um, just for a couple of days, um, because I needed a shift in energy because I realized that in order to do this work, right, in order to do this work, to be a part of a movement that is about justice, that is about the expansion of equity, that is about truth and facts, right, that is about science, right, that is about democracy and what that means, right, it means, you know, government for and by the people, it means the collaboration of multiple sides in order to get The best results for a country that I believe we all care about, but somehow we allowed the Republican party to co-opt patriotism, to co-opt like, you know, the belief that there isn't enough. And I say that this always comes back to this scarcity ideology, the belief that there isn't enough right? And that I need to get mine. And in order for me to get mine, that means that you have to go without, and it's not enough for you to go without. I need you to also believe that you are unworthy. That's where we are with this iteration of the Republican party is that it isn't enough logic, right? To state that most of government assistance goes to white people because white people are still right. The majority in this country. So it isn't enough to say that, um, it isn't enough to speak the truth. Right? And I've been doing, you know, uh having a lot of conversations with grassroots organizations, you know, across the, the issue spectrum from abortion to voting and so on and so forth to the LGBTQ movement and what have you. And you know, what I keep telling people is that you all and I and I know that each and every single one of our issues are righteous. I know that we are on the right side of history in each and every single one of these movements, but we need to move away from stats and figures and bullet points and bullshit. Because here's the thing. I think that as Democrats, we have always believed that if we hammer our um, stats and facts and poll numbers that eventually we will win over these people and they will come to see the light. But the reality is, is that they have created their own alternative, not only their own alternative facts, thanks Kellyanne Conway, but they have created their own alternative universe, right? Right now, folks, right now you have Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis has decided that he is in competition to be the worst, most vile, disgusting Republican politician on the planet. Him and Abbott are just in a neck and neck race. And right now, Ron DeSantis has decided that he is going to go after the happiest place on earth right? That he's going to turn Republicans and conservatives against Disney because Disney is now, I I saw a fucking um, tweet from some conservative nutcracker that turned the D in Disney into the sickle, right? Like of Russia, which is funny because that's the country that they're rooting for right now in the war of aggression in Ukraine. So it's like they're calling... Disney communist for their embrace of LGBTQ plus people. And yet they cheer on Russia and Putin, a man who doesn't believe in equity and just, and all it's like, they want to call people communists, but then they cheer for a communist. Like I, I, they want to call people dictators, but then they support dictatorships and fascism. They don't know whether they are coming or going, and that's what I realized this week too. When I was attacked for my stance on Elon Musk and his desire to create or to try and buy Twitter to create this "quote unquote" free speech town hall space where everyone gets to spew their most disgusting thoughts and do so without accountability, because that's what white men, cis, <laughs> hetero men want in general, right? Is I want, I alone can fix everything. I alone can do whatever the fuck I want. And dare you, dare you come to me and tell me that I can't dare you come to me and expect me to be accountable for my actions or my harm. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I don't have to wear a mask. I can tell women and people with uteruses when and when and how to have babies. I can do whatever the fuck I want, right? That's their attitude. And so you look at what Ron DeSantis is doing. I'm going to take away, you know, Disney's tax exemptions. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z because, okay, then this multi-billion dollar beloved company will just pack up and go to a state that actually welcomes them. How about that? Like you can keep the fucking park, but like they'll move their headquarters and their businesses because eventually, because they can Right. And what Ron DeSantis is trying to do is make an example out of this corporation and out of Twitter and out of these places and say that like private industry has to succumb to like the will of Republicans. And I'm saying folks, everybody need to be paying attention, right? Like these motherfuckers are out for blood. They are not just out for power for power's sake, but like I've been saying all week long, they are out for punishment, right? They are out for cruelty. This is why they love, you know, Putin so goddamn much, right? Because they believe that he's a man's man. He's going to just take Ukraine and grab it by the pussy, apparently, the way that they love Donald Trump and how he takes control over women against their fucking will, because that's his right. It, it it's you know I honestly believe that these people and I don't say this as to disparage the mentally ill, but there is something not right with these people. And you know, it is really indeed a cult. And so I just have come to a place where I really need the media not to just care about fucking clicks, right? Like I need the media to actually recognize that they have the power to wake people up. They have the power to shift thoughts and open minds. And instead they're just choosing to go where the money is. And the money is in fear. The money is in denial. The money apparently is inside of Hunter Biden's laptop, as opposed to Trump Jr.'s fucking tweets, you know, as opposed to inside of Trump Jr.'s text messages to Mark Meadows, which as our friend Glenn Kirshner has said on his YouTube show, Justice Matters, Mark Meadows out there running like a fucking treasonous hotline. First it's Ginny Thomas, then it's Don Trump Jr. Like, and like McCarthy, who else was Mark Meadows in cahoots with on January 6th? And again, paging Merrick Garland, paging Merrick Garland, bitch, you awake? Do we need to dump some cold water on you, right? In order to snap you out of your fucking sloth-like sleep right now. It is so obvious to me that this is only ending one way, and that is badly, right? That is violently. That is in, I, I you know, folks, and I don't want to say this because I honestly believe that words have power and I don't want to speak, you know, evil into the world, but I, evil is already here. And it's just amazing to me that mainstream media continues to refer to the Republican party as a legitimate political party that is just ideologically opposed to Democrats as opposed to wanting them dead. Right. Um, the vileness, just the acute vileness that I experienced this week over social media for me was just the realization that they're not going to be satisfied with just power. They want subjugation. They want the 1950s when black and brown people were forced to step off the sidewalk and lower their eyes when white people were walking by. They want women in subjugation to their husbands, right? And tied to children that they do not want um, tied into relationships that they do not want because they have no other choice. They want to limit the choices. They want to limit the avenues so that they can increase the pain. And you see, when you look at history and you look at these areas of the world where fascism and authoritarianism were able to take hold, you look at economic devastation, you look at lack of social safety nets, you look at, you know, um, terrible or no access to public education. You see these things and we're watching them one by one, one by one roll out in America. You know, and and I, I just, I know that it it's just so much to pay attention to because the onslaught is just never ending. Like it is just headline after headline. I had to stop myself yesterday. My alerts with the New York Times, my phone just kept buzzing and buzzing. And finally I was just like, I'm fucking done, right? And this is my job. But I was like, I'm done for the day. So I encourage each and every one of you, like I say often, you know, you gotta unplug. In order for us to be able to save ourselves and even develop, right, our own kitchen table strategy for how we are going to survive America's dark ages, we are going to need to be able to tap out and tap back in. Because there is no one that is going to be able to consistently stay in this toxic fucking dump and not lose their mind. I mean, that's just the real of it. And so, you know, as story after story comes out and come to find out, you know, another great story as to the fact that now we have learned that only one textbook is allowed in the whole state of Florida. There are multiple companies, by the way, that publish public school textbooks. But now with Florida's new ban on books and uh, critical race theory, there is only one company that they're going to be using, Accelerated Learning. Funny enough... Uh, someone has been doing uh, a little bit of a Twitter dive. Uh, Judy Levine has been doing a little bit of a, a Twitter dive into understanding who this company is that is the sole company that is allowed to distribute textbooks to public schools in Florida. Come to find out they have campaign ties to Ron DeSantis. Come to find out, guess who used to work there? Glenn Youngkin. Glenn Youngkin who is now the governor of Virginia modeling his, you know, parental control after Florida, come to find out they're all financially benefiting from this one textbook company, right? Out of Houston, where most textbooks come from. And if you remember, if you've been listening to woke AF for a while, for a couple of years, there's a story that I will never forget. It was a couple of years ago where one of the Texas publishers had decided that we were no longer going to refer to slavery as slavery. They were just going to take that out, that it was going to be unpaid labor. Like as if it was as if slavery, the 400 years of oppression, right. And torture and rape and brutalization and terrorization of black people was somehow somebody's unpaid fucking internship. Right. Right and that we were gonna play up the benevolence of these slave masters. Incredible. But this is the type of quote-unquote education that DeSantis and Youngkin and the Republican Party want. Oh, we don't know why. Black people are so outraged and why police murder them at the rate that they do and there is no justice and, oh, they're just asking for things, but all they ever get are handouts and so that you can create and continue this distorted view of systemic racism that you've created and benefit from. But let's not educate people because God forbid we develop critical thinkers that then ask questions like, why? It's like, how do you see these things? See the criminal nature of everything that is being done? See the money that is in politics in these lies that see see the punishment, see the desire to harm people right? And there be no credible investigations into anything, no fucking accountability anywhere, and you wonder why these people are doing what they're doing and getting emboldened. By the fucking hour. Because nothing is being done. It isn't enough for these reporters and folks to like unearth these things. If they're unearthing them and there's no department of justice to actually take any fucking action because they're too chicken shit, right? To go up against the Republican party and say, no, this isn't about politics. This is about restoring faith and integrity into the agencies that you have spoiled. But nobody's doing that. No one is doing that. And so now we have a country that has a patchwork of abortion protections, and by the time that June runs around, there will be less than half of the country where people with uteruses are able to get an abortion. Soon, The CRT push won't just be in Florida and in Virginia, it'll be in Texas and Alabama and Mississippi and Maine and Oklahoma and everywhere. And what they really want, right? What they've always wanted is the privatization of everything, right? Because let me tell you something, this is the thing that I want to see happen, but know that it can't and why can't it? But let me tell you what I'd love to see happen. I'd love to see a mass homeschooling movement. I would love to see black people, brown people, progressives, queer people, everyone, right? The collective everyone pulling their fucking kids out of public school. But then you know what Republicans will turn around and do? They will decertify the accreditations that you can get as a homeschooler, or they will change them, right? So then all of a sudden you can't go into, you can't get a degree, you can't go to college, you can't get into certain positions, right? Oh, folks, uh, it just, some weeks are better than others. I can't really tell you the last time that there was a good one. I'm trying to really rack my brain about it. But the reality is this, um, they're not going to stop and things are going to get far worse than they are right now. And, you know, I, I, I heard another report that I refuse to like wade into that Bernie Sanders may want to run for office again. And I'm like, is there no one new, is there no one new, but then I think to myself, Who the fuck wants to be president of this shithole nation? Because that's what we've become, right? Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, like, they're not really president and vice president. They're fucking janitors right now, trying to clean up, like, this mess that, I mean, it's spewing everywhere over everything. I don't know who wants this job, to be honest. Because the damage that has been done is far worse. And I think that what is so difficult to grasp is that how can the American project that is is two over two centuries old crumble in four years? Like, how does that happen? And it happens by assuming that you that we as citizens didn't need to put any work and any vigilance into our relationship with the country that we live in. Just think about it like this. If you are coupled, right? If you're in a couple, I don't care if you're married, you know, you're living with somebody like it, whatever it is. Imagine being in relationship with somebody and putting in no work at all, no conversations, no collaboration, and just assuming That everything is going to go well, that your relationship is going to be healthy, right? That there isn't going to be cheating or lying or misgivings or any of those things when you yourself have put in no work and have no accountability for how it's going. That has been our relationship to our democracy. Sure, we vote and voting friends is the bare fucking minimum. It is holding these motherfuckers accountable, right? It is paying attention to even the most minuscule details. But who can do that when you can barely keep food on the table and you got to make choices between food and medicine and fucking clothing? You see, the whole point that Republicans really serve up well is that if you keep people in desperate situations, if you ensure that they are unable to meet their bare minimum, right? Food, shelter, and clothing, then you think that they're going to have the ability to pay attention to how you are robbing them fucking blind day in and day out? You're not. You're not. Because what you have to struggle through each and every day, you don't have the attention, the time, and the wherewithal to keep track of what the fuck they are doing. And that is the point. That is the point. So it's up to those of us who aren't in those situations to be the ones that are activated, right? For those that are unable to activate because they have been locked into cycles of poverty. But I'm telling you, you know, the attack has been on the middle class and squeezing and squeezing and squeezing so that really what is the separation between the middle, the middle class right now and low-income folks? Because a couple of missed checks and you had fucking food lines wrapped around for miles during COVID. That just goes to show you how economically unstable a majority of this fucking country is because it wasn't just happening in rural areas or, you know, or or quote-unquote inner cities. It was happening everywhere. Suburban townships, right, which is supposed to be the American dream where you have the house and the white picket fence and the front and the backyard and the two-car garage. Those are the places where you saw people wrapped around for miles in food lines. So what does that say? right? About our country. Not fucking much. (sighs) I go back to Parable of the Sower. I go back to Octavia Butler. I go back to the fact that that woman was a soothsayer. That the confluence of Just disaster, crisis after crisis after crisis. That all you needed to do was have one person like Donald Trump just pull one thread and keep yanking it until the entire project fell apart. It breaks my heart on a regular basis and that is You know, I realized some days that the core of my anger and rage is really grief. It is truly grief. And when you think about it, unpack your own. Where does our anger, our righteous anger come from? It comes from a place of grief. We wanted to believe that this country was better than it was. Because we were gaslit our entire lives thinking that America was exceptional. We sold American exceptionalism everywhere and anywhere. And I've said this time and time again on this show and others. America is not exceptional. It just has better PR. Right? It just had a bigger megaphone and the ability to spread its lies far and wide. But anybody sitting back now who is not actually in America but looking at America is like, wow. Y'all are a fucking mess. And this whole time, I thought that you were better than us. That you had this whole political democracy thing worked out. Come to find out, you don't know shit. Come to find out, one man alone could ruin this. Donald Trump said, one man alone, I alone can fix this. No. I alone can ruin this. Who would have thought? I sure as fuck didn't. Oh, dear friends, this is what I say at the end of this week on this Friday is take some time, take a lot of time, you know, take, take time to, I don't know, connect with nature, meditate, you know, connect with friends, just unplug from this mess And not, and don't just do it over the weekend. I made the joke the other day that weekends are a lie. They're not two days. It's actually one day and a half, right? Saturday. Saturday is the one full day that you have of rest. It isn't Sunday because part of Sunday is preparing for Monday, right? So, and Friday you're working and then you have Friday night. And most of us are too fucking exhausted to even enjoy Friday nights anymore, right? So you get one day, Saturday. But that can't be all that we're working towards or all that we're hanging on to. It has to be our joy, friends. Our sanity is relying on our ability to find joy in the most minuscule things. We must grab onto those things on a daily basis. We must make joy a part of our daily practice. Otherwise, we are not going to make it to the other side. And if we cannot conjure the light within us to lead us through this darkness, we will not make it. So, you know, please, 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 as these days get, you know, just feel heavier Please figure out what your joy center is and hone it, grow it, grow your light. Because I'm telling you that this darkness, if you don't hone that light inside of you, right, you're not going to be able to navigate through. So please take that time. That is it for me this week, dear friends, as always power to the people and to all the people power, get woke and stay woke as fuck and joyful, joyful as fuck. You deserve it by virtue of your birth, not because you have to earn it. Be well, friends. See you back here on Monday.
0: by visiting musicgives.org.
1: Are the old world, picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience.